I'm Sarah Connolly and this is my homemade race coverage for the 2016 Trofeo Alfredo Binder. How this is going to work is I'm just going to run through it in one bash. I'm not going to stop or edit. I might take out my breathing if I sound too heavy breathing. But basically how this will work is if you get the YouTube video up, when I press play, say press play, press play, then I'll run through and apologies if it's amateurish. It's just basically to give you an idea if you want to have an English commentary to go with the Italian footage. And big huge thanks to Rye who make the highlights and to the YouTube Robin Hoods who let us see them. OK, are you ready? Press play. Welcome to Cittiglio in the Varese province of northern Italy for the second in an amazing weekend of, of Italian cycling after Milano San Remo yesterday. This is the Trofeo Alfredo Binder, the, the third round of the UCI Women's World Tour, which just started for the first time this year. We're in Varese, which is such a cycling paradise full of gorgeous mountains, beautiful roads. And this is very much a hilly spring classic with everything we love. It's usually won by attackers and small groups with previous victors, including Nicole Cook in 2007, Emma Pooley in 2008 and 11, Mariana Voss in 2009, 10 and 12, 2013 won by local girl Elisa Longo-Borghini, 2014 Emma Johansson and 2015 Lizzie Armitstead before she went on to win the Road World Championships. The race is named after Alfredo Binder, who is a fantastic Italian cycling champion, winner of five Giros, including 41 stages five Tour de France wins and, best of all, three Road World Championships titles. So what have the riders got to give us? It's basically a 124-kilometre race. Uh, they start off with a run-in from Gavarate into Cittiglio, which is quite a technical run-in. They usually change this every year. After that, we have a 38-kilometre loop, which takes them out to the northeast, northeast of, the, of the town, um, with the main main obstacle being the climb at Coronado, which is about four kilometres long and six percent. It's not particularly hard, but the riders always make it so. After that, they come back in going over the climb at Orino, which we'll see quite a lot of. This is a short, this is a 450 metre high and it's short, sharp with a technical descent. They ride Orino once, then they cross the finish line at, at Chitiglo. And then do it again, four more, a small lap, four more times with a small climb two kilometres out, the Orino climb again, and then a long descent into the finish, which is an uphill, uh, uphill sprint, basically one for really tough riders. The, the racing is always popular here and it, it's full. It always got the best, the, bi the biggest and the best teams. We are missing some key riders, though. We're missing Elisa Longo-Borghini, who sadly can't race and try and win her title again because she's sick. And riders like poor Ellen Van Dyke of Bowles Dolmans, who's out with a collarbone break. But this just makes this hasn't stopped Bowles Dolmans being absolutely dominant this season. Of course, they won. They've been winning pretty much everything with Lizzie Armitstead starting off winning Omloop Het Noisblad and the first round of the World Tour, Stradi Bianchi, Chantal Blark winning the Samin, and then the second round of the World Tour last year at the Ronde, at the Ronde van Drenthe, which was all Dutch cobbles and climbs. Very different race this time, so it's a different set, maybe a different set of riders. And is this the day that Bowles' incredible 2016 spring dominance is going to end? It's unseasonably warm here. Usually it's pouring with rain and nasty weather, so there's a lot of riders who are going to be quite happy about that. 
But you just know that the big classics riders are wishing it was windy, rain and nasty. They're still going to try their hardest, however they go. It's an interesting day because before the uh, before the with with the with the before the elite riders start, we have we have the um, the young the younger younger fresh generation get a go because the race is preceded by a junior race which is the, which was the first ever junior women's UCI ranked race, but also the uh, first round of something that's brand new for this year a Nations Cup for junior women riders. This is an actually wonderful thing. It's a really exciting. We've got this Kent Elgin and and uh, Energy Water. And the Nations Junior Cup was kept to, kept together. It's same roads as the Elite Riders, um, and it and it was an interesting small small group of riders. It's a mix of trade teams and national teams, with France being especially active. And the sprint won by their rider Claudia Caponi. Susanna Anderson was second, nor young Norwegian rider who's a second year junior, with Letizia Patanosti of Italy in third place riding for a riding for a Viano team always exciting for the juniors because it's the same final uh, Reno lap as the elites at least ride and we've seen some really good riders win here before including two times junior road world champion Amelie Diedrichsen so remember their names because we're going to see a lot of those in the future I'm sure so on to the main event, the elites lining up at the start. It's going to be a fantastic race. Now, when they started rolling out, there were attacks pretty much for the get-go. It's always like this. It's a race that can be has been won by solos. Emma Pooley, when she won hers, famously run it from won it from halfway round the leading lap. And of course, with Lizzie Armitstead, she is absolutely the race favourite, not only last year's winner, but riding on complete waves of confidence. The only question was she had to pull out of the the, the Ronde van Drenthe last week with a migraine, and that left five of their, only five of the uh, Bowles Dolman's riders to contest it. She's riding there next to Kasia Nyodoma in the blue European Champions jersey, and Kasia Nyodoma, of course, was in that break with Lizzie and came second behind her at the Strade Bianchi. Wonderful Italian race. This everything's set up for Armit said, but you just know that the other teams aren't going to give this to her easily. So there are attacks from the start. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened before in, in the race before we hit it live. There are attacks from the start with Marta Bastianelli, a former road world champion, attacking in the first 13.3 kilometer loop. It was um it, it was Rabo Bank right on the front. Rabo always raced the classics aggressively, but it's yet to pay off in the win in the in these big races. So it's going to be interesting to see whether their tactics would change this year. They're racing without Mariana Voss and Pauline Fran Prevot, but with Anna van der Breggen and Kasia Nuadoma, they've got some serious firepower in that race. Here you see we're now on the Cunado climb in the middle of the first in the middle of that big long thirty-eight kilometer loop. It's a the the early attacks have kind of whittled them together, but there's Neodoma at the front with Bowles, Dolmans, Megan Guarnier just behind her. Neodoma for Rabo there. They're doing lots of lots of work. But Lizzie Armitstead and Bowles, Lizzie putting down her marker right from the start of this race. This is something that she wants. You can see all the big teams there. There's the yellow of Ali Cipollini, the the Savello, Savello Bigler rider um, on, on her wheel. All the big teams represented at the front. There was a interesting 
interesting start of the race. You'll see in a moment, Ashley Milmonpasio for Cervelo Bigler did a, a tact here at Cunado and actually ended up taking the first GPN point, but it wasn't to, it wasn't to be. She didn't get away there. Lots of typically women cycling attacks. In the beginning, they're just doing it to stretch their legs, but also to try and exhaust their rivals. So you'll see a lot if you follow women's cycling of these kind of things where it's all about attrition. Can you stay at the front? Can you keep your position? And are you watching every, watching out for everything? You have to make these split second decisions. Is this the attack I chase or not? Because if you do it to make the wrong moment, you've lost it completely. And that's what makes it so much fun. So the Canado, the, 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 we're right. We're, you can you can you can see there. There's lots of fighting there. There's a rider from Orica, Orica Green Edge, Orica AIS on the front. Lots of the big teams in the mix. And Bowles Dolmans not afraid to take it on. Everyone's looking to them as the favourite, but they don't shy away from that. They just seem to enjoy it. And there's Ash Mulman going for the uh, going for the the GPM part, the G, GPM win. After at this point, what happened in the race was there was a, another Cervelo Bigler attack from it was cut from Carmen Small, who went away with Anne Sophie Doik, and they raced they raced the final parts of that big long loop and over the first uh, first line into the first of four seventeen kilometer laps together. Doik was caught, was the first one to be dropped, and then Small was dropped. But that was really, and here we are in the penultimate, in the last lap. This is a small group of eight. This is a small group of seven riders. Eight riders went away when Lizzie Armitstead and Megan Guarnier attacked on the the, the Arino climb on the penultimate lap, and only these eight, only these six riders went together. It was Lizzie Armitstead and Megan Guarnier from Bowles Dolmans, Anna van der Breggen and Kasia Neodoma from Rabobank, Emma Johansson from Wheel High Five, Alina Amielusik of Canyon Shram, and, and Annemiek van Vleusen from Orica AIS, and Yolanda Neff, who on the final, in the, who just before their final Lorino climb attacked. And at this point, Yolanda Neff is out solo by herself. Such an interesting group. Obviously, with two, with two teams with two riders, everyone's going to be looking at them to do the work. But equally, they're going to have the benefit of being able to attack and chase very strong classics riders out of those group, out of those riders. Uh, Armitstead and Johansson are obviously previous winners. Van der Breggen, Amie Lusik and Van Vlerten, always previous podium riders. This is Yolanda Neff attacking solo. Neff is better known as a mountain bike rider, but she's an amazing road rider. She's riding for the very small team Savato Futon, and she really is the dark horse of this, uh, of this race. She's attacking like she always does. She's got a fantastic short, sharp climb. Behind her, Kasia Neodoma is giving it a go too. Yolanda Neff, you probably, if you know her from mountain biking, she's won two of the mountain bike cross-country World Cup series titles. Big battles with Paulina Framper, though, in the, mountain, in the mountain bike World Cups and in the under-23 and in the, road, the mountain bike cross-country world championships. She's planning a dual season this year, racing road and mountain bikes, and she wants both at Rio. And the way she's going with top 10 in the road world, she can do it. She's a really super talent, super talent. She's a fantastic rider, very good climber, very good descending. So she, when she jumps, although she's not a classics, classics rider, she's also in the front group at Strade Bianchi. And the rest of the, and the, rest of the pack have to actually work together to get her back. In that pack, Amia Lusik is there in the uh, in the Belarusian champions jersey for Canyon Shram. There's an Oyodoma in the blue European champs jersey. Guanye, the American champion. Johansson, the Swedish national champion. 
and Anna van der Bregen in the race leader in the world tour leader's jersey out of this chase Lucy Armstead had been there but with about four kilometers to go she attacked out of it and and went and went solo to try and get try and get Neff and you can see there she is there she's going sorry about that it's Lizzie attacking, so explosive, so strong. Just when she goes like that, it's very, very, very hard to catch her. Now that changes the dynamic of the race because we've only got in the back now six riders chasing. And of course, one of them is Guarnier. And this is where it's going to put the pressure on that chase group. Do they work together and give Guarnier a chance? Meanwhile, up the road, Neff is killing it. She's really, really determined to do it. It's an amazing, amazing career for her. Neff and Pauline Frampa, though, are very similar riders. And Neff's big only road season has been for Rabo Live. Any big team would want Yolanda Neff. And I can imagine that next year, if she wants to do more road, she's going to be absolutely snapped up. Last year, she got special dispensation to ride the mountain bike uh, mountain bike cha- world championships because she was still under twenty three. But now she's elite. Her future's so bright. So the chase has lost Armitstead up the road, and now they need to decide what to do. And can Armitstead get her? There's only about four kilometers here, and about forty five seconds between Neff and the, Neff and the group. Is it doable? Well, if anyone can, Lizzie can. Her style is so beautiful and she's just a happy rider right now. She's been talking on the InCycle video uh, video interview that she did last week about how it feels riding the Road World Championships jersey. She's always been an amazing rider, a track world champion with a silver medal from the 2012 Olympics. But she's always said she's felt like she comes second too many times. But this year that weights off her mind. She knows she can win and win big. And 2016 has just been even better for her. This is a fantastic year. But Neff cannot discount her. This is a kamikaze attack and she's do or die. It's not maybe the smartest move, but by goodness, she's really, really wants this. And she's giving it everything, trying to kill it and get away. So Neff riding solo, we're probably about four kilometers to go. And Lizzie, she's they're chasing but they just can't get her and that's not because they're not working it's because she's just so strong so strong and so so powerful at the moment and she knows she's good it's a perfect situation for bowls this is the situation they keep finding themselves in remember they were in strade bianchi guarnier was a Normally, pet noise bad. Guanye was second behind. Uh, sorry, Chantal Black was second behind Lizzie, and Guanye is equally strong. They've got a perfect scenario here. If they if the chase group catch Lizzie, Guanye can give it a go. If Lizzie makes it, if Lizzie catches Neff, they can ride together, or maybe she can over overtake her race to the finish, get that win, get her second win. Neff is undaunted by the fact she's got the road world champion just behind her. But as you can see, Lizzie's catch there. Lizzie Armitstead's reeling her in on that descent. And Lizzie's descending is absolutely spectacular. She's one of the strongest descenders in the peloton. She's absolutely fearless. And I think that's from her track background where she was well known as a points rider and the team and a team pursuit gold medalist. You can see this descent. They've have, have to have mattresses pinned to the side. This is a lethal, lethal descent, especially in the rain and the wind like it usually is. And you can see Armitstead, Armitstead is just going to reel Neff in. The big question is, once Lizzie catches her, what will happen to Neff? Is she doomed after that? 
behind them in the chase it's just too much for all of them and van vlerten is going to is dropping off dropping off the chase and that just leaves four that just leaves that just leaves five riders left to chase at this point you'd expect Neff to be dropped but look at that her descending is just as good this is her mountain bike skills it's actually so impressive that she manages to stick to Armistead's wheel at this point because not many riders can do this and this is what makes Neff such an interesting rider we can follow her throughout the season is 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 mountain bike and road too much to do are we going to get another are we going to get a, a dual medalist at the Olympic Games it's going to be fantastic to watch and Switzerland is so lucky having this amazing rider on their team Once they get to the bottom of the run-in, we're only about two kilometres to go, something like that. And you can see, this is the question, do you attack now or do you work together? At this point, Neff has been happy to hang on Armitstead's wheel. And who wouldn't? But Armitstead isn't that kind of rider who enjoys that. So you can see her uh, gesturing there for Neff to take her turn. And in the back, the chasers, it's probably still about 45 seconds. They still can do it, though. They still can do it. The gap's dropping at this point. Neff taking her turn and deciding to work together with Lizzie, which is makes sense. You, you would. But you can see how close the chase is coming. It's really dropped. And although we obviously have foreshortening, those two really need to work hard. Will they make it to the finish or to get together? Will they be caught? Is Lizzie going to win her second world, her second title here? It's glorious, this race. It's always a surprise. Even a rider as strong as Lizzie Armitstead, you can't guarantee, she can't guarantee everything. They're looking around, they're, they're, they're taking a lot of work. You can see them discussing it. You take your turn so I can take mine, so I can do mine because they're determined to keep away from that pack, even with her teammate behind. And Lizzie knows she's got her teammate behind her and it's almost pulling out, so pulling out once again. There's that keeping an eye they although they have race radio they're still keeping a really strong eye on what's going on behind them and every time they come through these technical sections it's just an advantage for them must be so frustrating for those chasers so near and yet so far from them and those are some incredibly strong riders they're all classic stars out of that group Armistead probably has the strongest sprint so they need to come back and catch her but there's there's a lot of riders who can back themselves and obviously, Emma Johansson, having won here before, knows exactly what it's take. take. So there's a lot of incentive for them to get there, but also to drop each other. It's not, it's not a given this race at all. Those front riders trading terms, determined to lose them forever. It's wonderful, this race. Behind them, their chase was just, although they, the chase is just gone, there's too many of the big teams up ahead. And the other problem, as always with this race, too many teams, but too many of these riders' teammates to help them. So coming in with one kilometre go, I assume. Behind them, what can you do? Because everyone who's trying to chase is knows that as soon as they do, they're going to have three Bowles Dolmans, three Rabo Banks, a couple of Wiggles on their wheel. It's the perfect situation here. Everyone else is just chasing for eight, chasing for ninth and tenth. Coming into Chateaglio, they know this. They know this run in so well at this point, so they know everything here. And you can see Lizzie starting to look at you, know, looking at look at check where the riders are behind her, what Neff's doing, and she, you know for sure, she's planning her. She's planning her attack. And equally, Yolanda Neff is determined here not to get taken by surprise. 
They want to get there together, but they don't want to be dropped by each other. They're keeping a close eye on each other. Here they come into the final corner and they're so nearly caught. And this is that uphill running. And they don't, where do you look? Do you look behind yourself or do you look, or do you look at each other? And they're super, they're charging so hard, charging so hard down here with Neff pu pulling on some speed and so close, tantalizingly close to catching them. The gap's hugely fallen, fallen, fallen at this point. It, oh, will they make it? This is that long uphill sprint. And while Neff is trying super hard using all her mountain bike skills, she's just no match for Lizzie Armitstead, who has so much power after such a wonderful race. Neff just can't keep up. Will she even make it before she's caught? Lizzie Armitstead looks like she's got the line. She knows she's, she knows she's win. She still has time to salute. And Neff just caught on the line by Megan Guarnier, who finishes four seconds behind with Yolanda Neff in third. And here's that fight, that bunch sprint for ninth place with all the big teams there fighting and fighting. They're only about a minute behind the leaders. It's been a tough ride. It's been a tough ride for them, and especially for the teams that keep missing the brakes. They're going to have to work so much harder than that. And there, there looks like Corinne Rivera from United Healthcare starting her sprints early, but it's just too much. There's too many good, strong riders, and this uphill sprint is too hard for them. And it's Lauren Kitchen, the Australian of high-tech products, who finishes um, in ninth place with Georgia Bronzini, former road world champion of, of Wiggle High Five, in tenth place. So there, Lizzie Armit said, still time for that arms in the air moment. Megan Guarnier beating Yolanda Neff just on the line. Yolanda Neff, surely the heroine of this race. She tried, she gave it her all, but it just wasn't to be. But wow, it made it a fun race. Emma Johansson for Wiggle High Five in fourth. Alina Amjelusic in fifth. Anna van der Breggen in sixth, losing the leader's jersey. Kasia Nieuwadoma dropped from the chase, finishing seventh, 11 seconds behind. And Annemiek van Vleuten still riding by herself in no man's land behind that chase, 39 seconds behind. So the typical Prosecco and Lizzie Armitstead taking the road world, to, the women's world to a leader's jersey. Can Bowles keep on winning? The thing to do to find out is to join us next week on the 27th of March at Hent with Elgen, a different kind of classic altogether, cobbles, winds, small hills, and then followed by the Ronde van Vlaanderen. This season is so exciting. And just because bowls keep winning doesn't mean it's going to carry on. But at this moment, they're 1-2 on the podium and you just know they're happy tonight. I'm Sarah Connolly. You can follow all my race coverage for women's cycling on my Twitter, underscore, pigeons, underscore, and go to my site, prowomenscycling.com, where I'll collect all the videos that I see from these races. Huge thanks to my Patreon supporters who fund me to do things like this. Uh, if you want to join them, it's only about two, from £2 a month, but you can give more if you like. Uh, you can go to www.patreon.com slash women's cycling. And thank you so much, everyone. This is such a fun season and it's only going to get better.